0: All right, so um, thank you all for being, we have a wonderful studio audience with us today, so make yourselves known. Come on, there we go. Yay, that's (laughs) right, right. yeah. And um, if you're thinking about visiting the museum or ARC, um, this time of year is a great time beginning um, right after Thanksgiving and through almost through the new year. uh, We will be having our Christmas town and Christmas time, so there's lots of lights, um, lots of special food and programs and And all kinds of things. And it opens next week,
1: that's next week.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's a week oh from my Friday. Gosh. Wow! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no opens a week from Friday. This year's mm-hmm. been so weird. It's mm-hmm. hard to it's hard to believe the holidays wow. are just right around the corner. So, um, so yeah, we'll be starting that next Friday is the first night mm-hmm. of that, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so um, we'll have that going on, and it's it's free. Just all you have to do is pay for parking. So it's a great way to experience some of that um, Christmas Christmas time. They have a events. lot of
2: cookies. They have a lot of hot
0: chocolate. <laughs> Really She's good. always thinking about food. Oh, food. Yes, <laughs> oh, sorry. All right. We also have, um, just to mention, our brand new streaming platform, Answers.tv. And so there are blessings that come out of a pandemic. And so that was this was one of them for us. And uh, we have all of our um, videos basically in one place now. So I think there's over like 2,500 videos or something on there. Mm-hmm. Um, new shows coming out all the time. Something really for everybody from kids to adults to teens. Um, and Answers TV, which is our news program that we do twice a week, it's also streamed there. So our conferences are there. So all, lots of lots of um, great information in one place, and it's only like thirty nine ninety nine a year. So great, to be thinking about this too for Christmas because mm-hmm. you right. know some people are really hard to buy for, um, and this is a nice thing to gift someone a subscription okay. to Answers TV um, so they can enjoy it all year. Yeah, long. I have been
2: watching and learning so much. Like oh, the, I know. There's so much information there that is so amazing to even like being here and working in the ministry, every time that I watch mm-hmm. it, I'm always learning and, and mm-hmm. taking yeah. notes. And it's awesome.
0: Yeah. And we also, we partner with some other like-minded ministries like Living Waters and uh, BJU, and they have some great material on there as well. So there's a lot of good stuff and it's always being added to. We also have our women's conference coming up next March, um, March 19th and 20th, 2021. And so this is called Truth Uncovering the Lies We Believe. And so this is especially for women apologetics to how To defend the faith uh, for women. So I'm always, I direct that conference. So I always get super excited about it every year. So I was disappointed uh, when we had to cancel this year. But that makes me even more excited for next year um, so that we can bring um, the truth um, to uh, women and to help them just be equipped in their faith. So we have a lot of great speakers coming to that. And so you can go to answersforwomen.org to find out more information about that. I'm just encouraging people to register early because we're going to be limited in our seating. And we want to (laughs) make sure that if you want to come, that you have have a spot to come. Uh, so it's great for, you know, if you think about mother-daughter um, time, or maybe you have a, a small group Bible study or a women's ministry, um, all of those things is great. Um, take advantage of that, so to speak. And that would also be a good Christmas gift. You can right. gift, I've I've had people gift, you know, dads Sorry. or or um, husbands gift their wives um, or daughters that. And so that's another great tool. Yeah,
2: my husband is so jealous because he loves Justin Peters. Oh, And then I was like, no. uh-uh, I'm going to be there. <laughs> and he was like, I
0: can't believe that. <laughs> Nope, can't watch it. It will will stream later on Answers.TV, so you can watch it then, so (laughs) just for us ladies now. All right, well, we'll get started here. So this first one, um, for all the Trekkies out there, all right? Me included, and Jennifer. Scientists 3D print microscopic Star Trek spaceship that moves on its own, All right? So this is a little bit of fun science, so to speak, that we like to start off with. So this is a 3D printed um, microscopic version of the USS Voyager, okay? So if you're familiar with Star Trek, like Jennifer is, very familiar, (laughs) um, then this one was printed. And there's a good reason, though. This isn't just for fun. So they're doing this to try to figure out how things can swim that are really, really small. Well, Um, I had to talk to my
2: husband and ask him to explain to me what is this all about, because (laughs) he's a big fan of Star Trek, and I'm always talking about Star Wars and mixing together. He was like, baby, they're two different things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, they're all Star. So (laughs) so he was explaining a little bit about that, but it's really cool.
1: Yeah. Well, what's really neat is, you know, they're... They're making little three D images and things that they already know are designed mm-hmm. to swim. Right. And so when they, you know, created like the Voyager replica and other items that they're making, the goal is to find a way to deliver drugs within the body right. in a more effective manner and very efficiently and very quickly, as well as how you know bacteria mm-hmm. and other things move. And so that's one of the goals of the study. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just kind of chose the Voyager because. One of the you know people working on the project right. was a huge Star Trek mm-hmm. fan, <laughs> and so he, I guess that's his favorite series. I'm not sure why. It's not one of the best, but
0: that's okay. So. Oh, wow that they can do this to figure out. They even said it could be used to clean wastewater. They just had to figure out how tiny things move through basically liquids. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is a way to help design things that would do that well. Uh, So it has a very practical purpose. So it's fun. We need some good news, right? To start off with some fun. It's only
1: 0.015 millimeters. I can't even think about how big that is. (laughs) It's it's, yeah. Microscopic. Very minuscule. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oxford dictionaries change sexist definitions of the word woman after online petition. So We've been seeing this happen quite a bit recently where dictionaries like to virtue signal and like to change their definitions of things to fit uh, the, the very liberal agendas that are going on. We did a story recently, Merriam-Webster recently changed the definition of sexual preference um, to say that that is now an offensive term to use because people are born that way, all right? It's not something they prefer to do. They're born that way. Well, now they want to change um, some of the definitions that go with the word woman, and it hasn't been released yet. So, It's not like you can find it online yet, but it's what they're going to be doing.
1: I mean, there are some words they're removing which are outdated, and and we would agree that probably need to be removed (laughs) and associated with the word word woman. Uh, But the biggest issue is is that really the whole goal of this is for the LGBTQ um, agenda and trying to add terms in. Uh, especially like woman is now could be a girlfriend or lover of another woman, trying to add that terminology you know into the dictionary.
0: Like a woman can be a person's wife, girlfriend, or female Mm -hmm. lover, right? Not just dealing with the opposite sex, but Mm -hmm. dealing with the same sex. And, And they even want to change, like they want to make equivalent phrases. So instead of saying he's the man of the moment or man of the moment, they want to have a woman of the moment. And it's like, Really? Do we really but we need are that? the
2: woman of the moment, all the moments. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so um, but yeah, it's just another example of how they're, they're literally changing things. And, and one of the things that got me was, it was only 34,000 signatures that they got. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, there's 7 billion people on the planet, and they only got 34,000 signatures? And they were kind of making it sound like that 34,000 wasn't a substantial reason uh-huh. to go and change
2: right. the Oxford
1: Dictionary. No, yeah. no.
2: Mm-hmm. I like the part of uh, irritation to men. The what? The irritation to yes, men? Yes, they were oh. going to
1: remove right, the uh, <laughs> sentence that said that women were uh, an irritation to men.
0: We are never like that. <laughs> well, they also want to remove things like housework, high maintenance, okay, that's nice, and anatomy. Now, here's the thing. So, they're going to remove like words that typically would denote you know, anatomically what a woman Mm -hmm. is. That's like the most anti-science thing I can think of, Right. right? I mean, it is what it is. You have to deal with it. This is the way that God designed us. And to say that that anatomy is no longer associated with a woman because men can now decide that they want to pretend to be women, <laughs> that's, not, that's not scientific, it's not biological. Right, right. And it's, it's sad to think what some of these definitions are gonna be in the future.
2: And they're um, changing definitions in everything. Mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. they're changing the definitions. And what I, one thing that I was thinking was like, what about our kids? Like you, right. you're, you're, your kids are grown up already, but right. mine, you know, like what kind of definitions they're gonna yeah. have um, when they're gonna check those dictionaries and it's just like insane.
0: Right. Make sure you have a good dictionary. Right. <laughs> the print one that isn't online and right. that you know, can't be yeah. changed quite as easily because I have a feeling, I don't know, again, what in the future we're going to see these things um, do, but it's just a bowing to the LGBT, right. you know, whatever agenda to, to make it more inclusive. But at the same time, just even denying basic anatomy, denying science and the... In well, the like yeah, they said, they said dictionaries
1: that. reflect how language is used. So... I guess By the dictionary who? is just going to right the dictionary is just going to change all the time as the culture changes or mm-hmm. you know add this new terminology so well
0: and that 's what comes I think from not having any kind of foundation like god 's word, mm-hmm, right yeah. everything is up for grabs every yeah. if you don 't have that foundation, then it can be whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. and it can change all the time, yeah, so you just
2: go with the flow
0: right, yeah, all right Colorado voters reject reject ban on abortions after viability, and so this is um and dealing with a, 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 whatever it was, they were trying to get past here, a ballot measure, which would have banned most abortions after 22 weeks, because Colorado has one of the most liberal abortion, basically, laws. Um, they're one of only seven states that say an abortion can happen at any time, um, up until the moment of birth. And so this would have banned abortion after 22 weeks, which is considered part of, you know, where they're viable, out, the baby is viable outside the womb.
1: What was positive was, is if it, sadly it did not pass, but yeah. if it had passed, there were, I thought, you know, decent sanctions, at least for the doctors who may right. have performed an abortion anyway. They could have actually received a misdemeanor, would have lost their medical license for three years. Uh, they wouldn't get any jail time for right. committing murder, for you murder, know, but, but yeah. at least there was, you know, at least they would lose their license for three years if it had passed, but right. sadly it did not. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, they're always trying to call it medical care mm-hmm. that they need. But what about the medical care that the, the babies need? Right, right. You know, they're always thinking, try, again, here it's, they're changing the definition of murdered Bingo. with yep. medical care. Yeah, and
0: yeah, they, they say that at least three times in here, health care, yeah. medical care, that, you know, but again, that's not for the baby. Like Yeah,
2: they're the calling time. something that it's evil good.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right.
2: Evil like murdering and cal- calling it good like a medical care. That's right.
0: not medical care at all. And one of the um, one of the women who's working, and I, I mean, I'm sure she means well, because um, she's trying to work for this, you know, restriction. But she said, you know, we're trending towards a common sense, reasonable abortion policy. And all three of us, when we read that, we thought, mm-hmm. there's yeah. no such thing as a common sense, reasonable abortion policy. The only thing that's reasonable and common sense would be to not commit to murder, no abortion. Right. Period. Yeah, no abortion <laughs> policy. <laughs> to say abortion is right. completely yeah. illegal from the yeah. moment of fertilization, right. you know, that's that's the only mm-hmm. one that's common sense and reasonable um, and biblical, mm-hmm. obviously. But sadly, they, that's not what they, you know, many times they're just, and I understand trying, at least it's something, right? Because there's been two to three. Hundred of these abortion in the last few years after 22 weeks of pregnancy. So mm-hmm. it definitely would have saved those lives. But, you know, at the same time, we want to try to fight for um, that all, abortion is wrong at every stage, not mm-hmm. just at the final yeah, stage. Yeah. Even like
2: 22 weeks, uh, my, my kid, Daniel, mm-hmm. this little one here, it's in the exhibit there and it's in the 22 weeks and you can see like his fingers and playing with his hand, uh, hands and face and everything. and And it's just like, it's, it's a human being, you know, yeah. it's just like, for, we are totally against any right. abortion. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's just insane to, to see that they are trying to do that. It just- Yeah, right. we definitely Thank encourage,
1: though, if anybody has not come to see our mm-hmm. new exhibit, right. that you make, plan to make a trip to come here and see our new Fearfully and Wonderfully Made exhibit because mm-hmm. it's- uh,
0: Definitely. The
1: so. best uh, exhibit probably in the world,
2: uh, you know, showing the, the sanctity of life. Caleb, amazing. my husband, he hasn't cried since he's 13 years old. <laughs>
0: Uh oh. And he, he went, he went this.
2: there and he yeah. sent me a message, baby, I almost lost my composure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I was it's like,
2: powerful. <laughs> so it, it really is. Because sure. I know yeah, both of us yeah. were really
0: affected walking yeah. through yeah. it. And it was just like, wow, I didn't expect to be hit so, yeah. sit so hard yeah. like that. I mean, it was, just, it was in a good way. So, mm-hmm. definitely in a good way. All right. Newly discovered fossils show small scale evolutionary changes in an extinct human species. All right. So anytime one of these comes up, we're always like, all right, who, what are they calling it now? Or what have they discovered now? And this is... Um Paranthropus robustus. Okay, well, there's a mouthful. Um, And it means means beside man. So the original fossils were discovered in 1938. So it's not like this is new in that sense, but this is a new um, skull that they have found representing this species that has recently been discovered in uh, South Africa. And um, so this is just showing you a picture of it here, kind of. So this is, um, they believe this evolved about Two million years ago, Um, and the uh, the thing the ancestor before that was Australopithecus, Mm -hmm. and so um, who comes from that area? She evolved. That's Lucy. Okay, she evolved three million years ago. And this one didn't you say this one used to be called?
2: Yeah, it was called uh, also an Australopithecus too, but now they changed to. Right.
0: Paranthropus, yes. to say beside me. This is another picture. This is kind of a image of what they think it may have looked like. And so when I look at that, when we look at that, what do we immediately think? I think of the Planet of the Apes episode. <laughs> <from> the <13th laughs> well, that's what I thought too. But, but we're yeah. not thinking human right. being when right. we look at no, this, right? right. Yeah. This is not human looking mm-hmm. at all. No. Right? Totally ape here.
1: And, and we brought our, the skulls up today because you know, there's basic ways right, that you can look at a fossil and know right away whether it is human or ape. And it literally right. is just so simple. Right. So when you look at a human skull, which this is, right, if we look at it in its correct position, you see the human, right, the profile very is very straight, but it's completely different in a primate. right? It is slanted. Planted. And mm-hmm. so you could easily look, if we go back to that picture yeah, of the fossil, back up to that one. you can yeah. look at that and go, no question it's a primate. There's just right. no, it's that simple. And we also can look at the nasal bone right here. Mm-hmm. God designed humans very specifically with this nasal bone because he knew because of sin we'd be wearing glasses right. and contacts, right? And so this helps hold our glasses. <laughs> Primates have no need to wear glasses. So they were not created with that bone there, right? Distinct difference. And that's how easy it is really to look at a fossil and know right away right. Uh, whether it is a primate or whether it is a human. <laughs> right we have an excellent video about that too.
0: We do. This is Dr. David Mm Minton, who's an anatomist here at Answers in Genesis, has a DVD called Three Ways to Make an Ape Man. And he talks about basically how they'll either take ape fossils and make them Mm human-like, or they'll take human fossils and make them ape-like to make these ape men, right? But they're truly apes or primates, or mm-hmm. they're truly human. They're not somewhere in between. And um, even us as, you know, I mean, she's at least Gabrielle is a paleontologist, but the rest of it, we're not anthropologists or anything like that, but we can look at that and go, uh, that's, not a, that's not human, <laughs> that's a primate. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just think it's interesting. And that happens so many times in paleontology. When you are working with only one fossil, <laughs> Mm -hmm. So you find one fossil, and from this one fossil, you talk about climate change, you talk about that he was, it was fat, it was, well, if I was a fossil, like, I would be, (laughs) you know, like, they're going to be like, oh, that's a robustus fossil. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, so things like that, you cannot, especially for them, because when you work with vertebrates, you're only going to find tiny pieces Mm -hmm. of fossils, Mm -hmm. and um, not many of the material, so yeah, so it, it's just crazy to see that they can just tell the whole story because they want to sell it. Well, that's what it, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: they're talking about what you know, what it ate and how it must have been under stress, and we could tell because of the decay, right. you know, that it must have been difficult to chew.
0: They found these right. fossils of this representing this population, representing this species in another location. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a different location they found them in. And they found, they're finding that the skulls are different. Um, but we're not talking major differences, right? We're talking some differences in the jaw and in the cranium. And they think the climate change, of course, because you always have to have some climate change in there. <laughs> um, climate change caused this because it went from something that was sort of a wetter, moister environment mm-hmm. to something that was more dry. Right and open. And so they had to have, so apparently that means you have really chewy foods. (laughs) Again, Mm -hmm. storytelling, right? You have very chewy foods. And so they had to develop jaws that would allow Mm -hmm. them to chew better, um, better muscles and things like that. But like one of the things I thought was, well, how is that going to really aid the survival of these individuals? Mm -hmm. Like to the point where individuals that don't have it would die out and individuals that do have it would survive. And we're talking about pretty minor changes. I don't think that's gonna be a survival of the fittest kind of thing, kind of change that we're talking about I mean, here. the changes
1: are so minor, really. It's just variation with kind as, as we see, mm-hmm. you know, in things living today as well as on the fossil record.
2: So and one of the co- co-authors, he says, so we believe that that species uh, evolved over time. We believe. You don't you don't do science believing mm-hmm. things. You yeah. have to have evidence. Yeah. You have to have data, information to do something. So it just you you see right here the worldview play. And there's another thing that they say it allows us to ask very focused questions about evolutionary processes. It's funny and interesting to see that they're not talking about another way of seeing the Mm -hmm, evidence. mm. They're just seeing and focusing in evolutionary processes. So that's what, is the worldview
0: playing in the way that they are doing um, the research, so. Right, well, and that comes out too, they said one can use the fossil record to help reconstruct the evolutionary relationships between species. Well, that depends on your worldview and your starting point because we're all looking at the same fossils, Mm -hmm. but we're coming to totally different conclusions about those fossils and what they mean because we have different starting points. One example, this is just kind of interesting, I thought. So when I was looking at it, where are they putting this particular fossil in the human lineage? Because that was the name of the author, right? It's an, or the title, it's an extinct human ancestor. All right. So where are they putting it? So it's interesting because I'm finding when I look at images, you know, on the internet for um, how all these um, fossils are related to each other, these extinct species, they don't have these trees anymore, right? All they do is list the individual species and when they came into existence, which is what is at the bottom there in millions of years, they are not showing how they're connected because they have no clue, Right, I mean this Mm -hmm. this idea of going from ape to human or some sort of ape-like creature up to human, that's just that's totally not. They don't even show that anymore, right? They're just saying, oh, we have all these and somehow they're connected and somehow it ended up, you know, being humans. But what's interesting is I circled where Paranthropus robustus is. It was alive at the same time supposedly as Homo erectus and Homo erectus <laughs> is fully human. Like we'd have no doubt that that's fully human. So how can it be in the human lineage if it's existing at the same time as the thing mm-hmm. that supposedly evolved from it, right? I mean. Oh, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> does it? Yeah. They say at the <laughs> end of the
1: article, this is the second article that kind of piggybacks right. on this one. They say, while we were the lineage that won out in the end, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> the fossil record suggests that robustus was much more common with erectus on the landscape two million years ago. Right. And yeah. they, they,
2: say, they said in the other one, they said... Um, they need to be a little bit more critical about interpreting the variation (laughs) in anatomy. And Uh it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. they do. Mm -hmm. But you know why they don't do that? Because it's every time that you come up with a new discovery, a new species, a new thing, you become very famous. Yes. Very, very famous. Mm -hmm. So that's the problem in paleontology that it's just like they use
0: one fossil and sometimes... One tooth. One part of one fossil. Yeah.
2: And they just make the whole story.
0: Well, they even said in here that we have, they have to be, she was talking about, you have to be really careful how you interpret things because what it might be showing, they said, is just variation within that species mm-hmm. versus one species evolving right. into a different. I'm like, yes, because mm-hmm. that's, you're just seeing minor changes in the jaw and in the cranium. We're not talking about it growing a, a, another <laughs> right. leg or an arm or something, you know, we're talking about just variation in the jaw. And even if, if you think about it, if you dug up fossils of a, um, let's say, a greyhound and a, Um, chihuahua, okay, right? I mean, they're extremely different, right? But they're actually the same species, Canis Mm -hmm. lupus, right? They're not even different. So you really have to be careful how you interpret those Mm -hmm. things and what that means, so... All right. The ACLU's betrayal of athletic girls. So this is an article, and we've we've had several articles on this before, but it is really something that um, we need to be, I think, fighting for and understanding that's happening is that the more and more um, individuals that claim to, that men that claim to be women um, or transgender want to compete in female sports, okay, in women's sports. And that (laughs) <laughs> that cannot happen because, because mm-hmm. regardless of how much surgery they have, men are still men. They don't mm-hmm. become women. <laughs> um, they still have a Your larger lung capacity. structure is still the yeah. same. Well, you right. know, yeah. because... Yeah,
1: their skeletal structure, you can change whatever you want to on the outside, right? Right. 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 Muscles and everything. Biological. The way that they
2: breathe... It's mm-hmm. totally different yeah. and, and they're strong. I remember because, well, I'm from Brazil, so I played soccer some and sometimes I was playing with my cousins and I was like afraid of them <laughs> because th- the way that they shoot is just different. The way that they come and, and get close to you to uh-huh. get the ball is different. And then right. they're just trying to pretend that everything is the same, but it's,
0: it's not the same. Right, and what's happening is like with the NCAA, so some states are making, like Idaho has already made a um, state law that basically says that these men cannot participate in women's sports. And so good for them, I'm really thankful for mm-hmm. that. But now there's, there's letters being written to the NCAA to say they boycott Idaho because they have made this law. And so the NCAA now is trying to figure out what to do as far as sh- should they allow transgendered men into women's sports. And it's interesting because the ACLU, and the woman that wrote this article, actually, um, it was part of some of what she did back in the early 70s that got Title IX um, enacted, which basically says that it prohibits sex discrimination by schools that get federal money. So schools need to have sports for women just like they have for men. That's fine. That's a good thing that came out of it. But now the ACLU, which helped her in that, now is on the opposite side Mm -hmm. saying, no, you need to allow men into women's sports. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just shows you the reversal, what, in a matter of 40 years? I mean, 30, 40 years? Mm-hmm. That's all it's been. As um, we were
1: saying, we're actually regressing, not progressing in this. Oh, yeah. yeah what well, I mean, it's, I, it's complete opposite direction that we need to go to allow men to participate in.
2: One thing I thought it was interesting is, like, transgender athletes deserve our respect. Right. But the respect must be mutual. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be respected, you also have, you have to respect. Right. And then sometimes what we see, it's... They requesting being uh, respected but not respecting
0: you know, the other side. That there are certain things you cannot change with any surgery um, that you do. And I think it just points back to the importance of the biblical teaching in Genesis Mm -hmm. that God made them male and female. He did not make them identical. They're both made in the image of God, right? They're both equal standing before God, but they are unique and different and we need to celebrate that. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, This idea of sameness. Um, Equality does not mean sameness, right? I agree there should be women Women and men smi- swimming, like they talked about in this article, but that doesn't mean that they should compete together, because God mm-hmm. has made us distinct and different, and, um, and that, that's a good thing, mm-hmm. and we need to embrace that. All right, uh, model of multicellular evolution overturns classic theory. Okay, so this is a bit, uh, kind of an interesting article, and the idea that the way, so everything started out unicellular, right, one cell, and then it had to eventually evolve into multiple cells because... Well, we have, you know, things that are multicellular like us. Mm -hmm. And so how did it evolve these specialized functions to do that? And so they created a uh, fun mathematical model, okay, which doesn't necessarily reflect reality because it's a mathematical model, not biology, um, not true biology, to basically say that there is a way that these organisms could do that, even though it would be, they wouldn't reproduce as much, which is sort of like natural selection, survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. It's okay because they're becoming more specialized. And so they'll they'll pay the price basically. It's okay if they don't reproduce as much as long as they get more specialized. So it turns out it can happen after all. The problem is
1: they set the parameters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: they developed the model.
0: There's models. just a
1: little bit of bias in there, right? Just yeah. a
0: little bit, yeah. And
1: in any mathematical model, you can pretty much, statistics is very, I always like to say subjective. You can kind of play with statistics or make things right. what you want them to look like.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and so it'd be very easy to do this in this case. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And they said in the article, you know, they said it's, well, it turns out that this is simpler to evolve this to do this is simpler than previously thought but only if a few certain criteria are met and I just have to I, just, I broke ha ha on my paper like. okay it, but that's, this doesn't explain the origin of anything right so you have to not just select what natural selection only selects from what's already there so how do you explain the origin of all of these things to become for the cells to become specialized and to do things that are different from one another I mean that's huge complexity and huge design that's there. Um, I mean, it can't just happen by natural Mm -hmm. processes over eons of time. And so before you even get to this question, you have to answer a much baser question, um, which they'd never answer, right? Because they have no clue how this could have Mm -hmm. happened. And they just want to skip to, okay, well, it's happened. Let's move Mm -hmm. on. Just trust us. It happened. Just trust us. Just just trust us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this one we all three liked, (laughs) being scientists ourselves and publishing in peer-reviewed journals. Opinion, using Pokemon to detect scientific misinformation. All right, so here's what this guy did. Totally admire him. Um, He wrote an article called Silage City COVID-19 Outbreak Linked to Zubat Consumption, which basically says a fictional creature... that there was an outbreak in a fictional city citing fictional references written by fictional authors um, to blame (laughs) it for eating a bat-like Pokemon that sparked the spread of COVID-19. And it got published. This paper got published in a scientific journal called the American Journal of Biomedical Science and Research. And one of his, uh,
1: you know, authors, one of the citations he used was Bruce Wayne from the Gotham Forensics <laughs> Quarterly, which I just loved. Yeah, <laughs> me like, too. Wow.
0: So now not only are we dealing with fake news, but we're dealing with fake research in real journals, okay? Mm-hmm, which he
1: purposely did, because he was trying to see if he could get it published, and he was mm-hmm. trying to expose the fact that there's no peer review process here, because normally no. when you have a peer-reviewed journal published, and we've all been, you know, had those published, it has to go through a process, mm-hmm. it has to be reviewed by three people, they consider peers or experts in that field, right. and they give you feedback and decide whether it's, you need but to correct or not things, right. you know, before it goes to publication, and um, this and had no... he just no sent it in, and they
0: said, three, oh, well, we accepted. Three days,
2: three or four days later, he got an email yeah. saying... Well, the process of uh, having right. a, a, a paper
0: um, accepted, it's just like, whoo. Like it 's hard <laughs> it can take a long time it months. should be hard right. it, right. <laughs> you don 't want things being produced mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are silly or wrong yeah. like this and even in those
2: even in those we can mm-hmm. see that we have been reading those right. papers. We see so many bad material being yeah. published yeah. so mm-hmm. so much that it's, it's, it doesn 't really make sense. sometimes they have a result, but the conclusion is totally different, and I think yeah. we we did something. With some of the human-related uh, uh, thing, um, ape, and all the bones were like curved and everything. They're talking about Australopithecus. The oh, whole remember paper. That. Remember that one? Yeah. And I then the conclusion is, yeah. so this one, it's a human. I was like, what the whole paper is <laughs>
0: talking about, ape, and the conclusion, it's yeah, a human. I remember that. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. And there are a lot of journals out there today. I mean, oh my goodness, oh, like so much more thousands. than there used to be they're mm-hmm. on some of them mm-hmm. are online only, so there's no paper version of it, and the thing is, is a lot of those journals are asking people to pay to get their paper published, and that's always a big like red, it's a flag, red flag that kind yes. of goes mm-hmm. up like if you have mm-hmm. to pay and you get it back that quickly and all that, that should send up huge red flags that something isn't mm-hmm. right um, about this particular um, journal but and most of
2: the times the people that do that they want their paper published. Because the more that they publish, the more famous they are. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the problem in science. is it's, It became a way that you can be famous, you know, in the right. scientific field. So you pay, you publish bad material, right. and that's yeah. what happened. What's funny, too, is
1: is that he had it published, and then he's already been cited. in another <laughs> research article about his research, which yeah. is complete. He has Pokemon names and Pikachu, and he's got all these... Uh, how yeah. that past is just, it's baffling. To even think
0: that somebody would then take right. that and cite that, okay? Yeah, right. Uh, it just, it blows you away mm-hmm. that people would do that. But I think it just, just shows us, just like with any kind of predatory emails or phone calls that you get, you mm-hmm. have to be really discerning and careful. And, you know, we have, we have an online journal that we publish here at Answers in Genesis called Answers Research Journal. Mm-hmm. And we, we get sometimes fake papers, maybe not quite this fake, but we get fake papers submitted. Um, and that's why they don't get published mm-hmm. because we have a peer review process that makes sure that those things never see the light of day because um, they're fake or they're mm-hmm. really bad science or whatever it might be. We don't want this. you know. We we want to we want to um, have it with the utmost integrity uh, when we publish things, and we want it to be right because we start with God's word, right? About not lying and not mm-hmm. cheating and doing things correctly. And so, anyways. But all right. Well, we are out of time for today, and. So we'll see you back on Wednesday.
1: Thank you so much for joining us for Answers News Live on
2: Facebook. At this time now, uh, this.